0: The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: This is Full Change
0: with Tom Laidlaw. Tom, today we have on a stay-at-home defenseman like yourself. Smart guy. A former broadcaster. Smart guy again. Former NHL player, veteran for many years. Really smart. North Star, Devil, Nordique, and a trilingual guest today. Trilingual? We have on Randy Velichek.
2: Randy Velichek. How are you doing, brother? We have never really met face-to-face, so great to see you. How are you? Great to
1: see you, and uh, happy 2023, and thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Trilingual. What are the three languages you know? Uh, My parents grew up, uh, they're Austrian. Uh, They they emigrated to Montreal, to Canada. Uh, I grew up in Montreal. Right. I spoke German at home for the first four or five years before I ended up in school in English school, and then I went to French school. Wow, in Montreal being at the time at least uh, probably even more so now, uh, French uh, dominated by the French uh, language. Wow. And, so our, our producer Tom Smith has a hard time with English. It's Something like you've got.
0: You've got three <laughs> three I English, I Je parle français avec uh, Monsieur Valéchec. Uh, yeah, that's so about we... it, though. That's it. No, no,
2: absolutely. No. Seriously, you want? Yeah, French? je parle français oui. Oh wow.
1: Ah, exactly. and said... Tom, you have a good accent oh you just <laughs> had a, you just had a i believe you just spoke with stefan mettle who's at Quebec. that's
2: right yes yeah yeah he's quite a guy very good very interesting guy so um so you were you were born in austria or you were born in? Oh, born born in, um, born in montreal born in montreal good wow so w- what age did you start playing hockey
1: uh my dad ran a ski school and oh. i didn't i didn't play organized hockey till probably nine age nine wow. so we ski we spent the weekends on the slopes I was skated. You know, we we had uh, parents had a cottage outside Montreal. Skated like every other you know kid at that time because the weather allowed it. We skated on the lake, right. and, uh, and then at some point I don't know what happened. Uh, somebody must have uh, said, why, "Why doesn't this kid come out and try hockey?" Right. And then knew my dad knew nothing about it. He was a soccer player, he was a semi professional hockey soccer player back in Austria. Right. Uh, a yeah, long story short, so I ended up playing at eight or nine years old and. At some point, you know, you like Tom, like, uh, like all of us, we had to make a decision. And then we sure. went from the skiing to the hockey.
2: Right. So did you give up the skiing once you started hockey? Like you didn't want to
1: get hurt? Is that the – You know what? I'll be honest with you. I kept skiing simply because I grew up with it. But not to the – I mean, during the during the season, absolutely right. stayed away. Did did yeah. cross, you know, did some cross-country over right. the breaks and that. But other than that, and, Very cool. you know, it's one so of do those you,
2: – So do you think the skiing helped you in like the edge work, like pick up hockey pretty quick or the skiing? I'm, be-
1: I'm betting. I'm absolutely yeah. betting it did. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, you should I have skied. Be- I know I should ski. Most ski, most most hockey players can ski, and it's yeah. and then vice. I, I'm guessing vice versa. I'm not positive,
2: but I hate to admit it, but Tommy is right. I should have taken up skiing. I was the worst. I couldn't stand up on skates when I first started. My parents must have because I wrote a letter like six or seven years old when I went to school that I was going to play in the National Hockey League. At that time, I couldn't stand up on skates. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's funny thinking back about. He's it. a little better now. I'm a little better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> every every kid in that era watched hockey night in Canada oh yeah totally yeah and, and I, would I, just if you weren't thinking about playing for the Canadians yeah. or Leafs or whatever yeah. yeah. were sort of out of the ordinary
2: isn't it true right that like, you finally make it to the NHL you think back about all those days watching hockey Night in Canada. I'll never forget the first game I played Maple Leaf Gardens how that was I guess I watched all the games there do you,
1: remember, do you remember the benches were connected? Yeah, yes. You'd have the fans right beside you? Yeah. I remember, oh, lending, yeah. I remember lending my gloves because I wasn't playing. Jim Schoenfeld was the coach. He benched me. Oh. I didn't play for over a period. I figured I'm not playing. Any, I'm not going to play in this game anymore, so I spent the whole second period on the bench. So the kid next to me, just a kid, I hey, hear you want to try my gloves on. I'm giving him my gloves. I get tapped on the back. I didn't oh. have any glo-
2: <laughs> didn't have gloves. All right. That's funny. I have to grab so the gloves from the kid and hop on. That's a good story, good. So you start playing at 9 or 10 years old, uh, and you are pretty good right away?
1: Uh, no. No, I was, oh, I was overweight. I was a out of shape. I I'd never didn't have great stamina. I was a forward. I didn't have great hands. and uh, I mean, I would take a 20-second shift, and I'd be off, oh. simply because I was I, – I probably my mother was a, you know, an Austrian-German cooking and cookies oh. and the whole nine yards. So I was, I was, a, bit, I was a bit of a, a, really? a lard-ass. So, <laughs> so, no, I didn't, uh, didn't excel and right. it, it sort of happened a little bit later on i guess 15 15 maybe right I'm around right. there. so do you went the junior road correct you played junior hockey no i ended up at uh, you know what it's sort really of interesting story i i uh, by the 15 16 i started getting you know again you start. you know that's that age when you start getting recognized sure. so i ended up being a top pick in the uh, in the cute in the uh, quebec draft right and i i told the uh, it was it was it was the verdun maple leafs who you might have you know it was Ray yeah. Bork's team stevie casper uh, so, so the the guy the guy who ran the team, the manager's guy named uh, Rodrigo Lemoyne, and he used to come to our house. My dad didn't earn a lot of money. He used to come to our house and offer. He offered that like, he show up with a with a Camaro. He goes, Well, that'll be your Camaro. You'll get a used Camaro. Ray Bourque drives the same Camaro. He brought my hockey sweater, like my jacket. Remember the jackets? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Done maple leaf jacket with the leather sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed up, and it was like a big sell job. And my dad was again an immigrant, and. He was going, well, this sounds really good. It's more than my, the, it's certainly more than my dad earned at the time. Right. Uh, I, I did have an advisor though, because I played midget hockey and he, 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 education, education, education. Uh, they were, you know, at the time I was being recruited by college, US colleges. And it was always that that push and pull. And I, I kept, I played junior hockey for a month with Ray Bork with the, after the draft, I played at a 16 year old with, uh, on that Ray Bork team. We've actually we played uh, Dale Howard check in the first round of the playoffs and in the, uh, in the, you know, whatever the, Q is, the the junior major playoffs. And then I played, I played, I kept playing for about until I, until my, I couldn't play anymore. And then right. my junior B card sort of expired right. and that kept my eligibility for us college. So I ended up at us college. I went to uh, what the problems college.
0: That's and right. your coach was Lou Lamorello.
2: <laughs> you're one of his guys. I've heard over and over that if, if you're one of Lou's guys, it's part of your family. You guys are family. If you're not, it doesn't hate you, but it's just, you're not part of the family. Right. Is that pretty accurate
1: Lou? It's absolutely yeah. He's yeah. incredibly loyal. He is, uh, again, like everything else, there are, there are, there, there are... Lou is, I have a lot of admiration for Lou. He was he's done incredible things for me, but at the same time, there's, there's parts of that whole whole equation that, you know, you not everybody will, will, not everybody will say the same, so I'm just I'm sort of yeah. going to leave that alone a little bit. But at, yeah. at the same time, it's, it Lou was a very good to me, I and mean, as a you know, it recruited me. It had a great four years of Providence. He's my first agent. Um, again, oh, I that's good, right. Yes, he, right. He actually, he actually represented uh, uh, Jimmy Corn. Jimmy Corn was one of his agents, one of his uh, one of his players as well, one of his clients. Mm-hmm. And then he had to step away because he was the athletic director and the coach of Providence. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately. Uh, uh, Brian Burke became my agent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Burke, Brian Burke, which was wow. a story in its own right. Burke is I mean, as you you know you read the book, and he's uh, he's Brian is Brian. That's right.
2: Uh, Wasn't there a confrontation between Jim Corn and uh, Lou Lamarillo?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I heard this. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they they uh, Lou, Lou used to used to when when they played poorly, they used to they used to get skated. That's- so Lou was uh, Lou got him out there. I don't know five in the morning, and he had him skating no pucks. And he, Lou was standing on a standing on the bench, at Schneider Arena. And he, uh, I mean, I'm hearing this like, this is secondhand. So I wasn't there with him. This was this relate to all of us. Right. Uh, and then I guess the youth hockey kid started walking in, and somebody must have said something to Jimmy Korn. that like and something either like you, you poor you bastards, <laughs> like right. geez. And I guess whatever uh, Jimmy had had a problem with this kid was just a teenager and I guess uh, you know sort of confronted him and then lugo goes you're so tough why don't you uh why don't you why don't you confront me and I guess Jimmy just I guess he just dropped Lou. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. really? Yes, he just and we at Schneider Arena, there's a there's a, a ramp that goes up from the uh the lock room area up right. into the up into the rink. Right. Anyhow, and, and I guess Lou just you know he rolled down, he rolled <laughs> somersaulted down this ramp and through these barn doors. Oh, is just, that right? Oh. this was like wow. You know what the guys were all going? You know, what the heck? But Lou, one thing about Lou. If you stood up, if you actually had no. a point and if you you looked him in the eye and you, you had something to say, he would listen. And bygones yeah. are bygones. And Jimmy obviously had like, ended up having a great NHL career. And right. The two of them, I'm sure, are still there's a relationship, great relationship there.
2: So that's that's something. So he knocks him down like that and ends up being his agent representing <laughs> him after, right? That's that's classic. That's good that
1: stuff. That's- thing, Jim was very smart, great, four-year college student. Uh, it, was the, it was the 80, 80, 80 Olympics right the AD olympics see the opportunity to play i mean he, he would have been a candidate for that the olympic team sure and obviously and then he had uh then there were nhl teams that were interested he ended up signing uh, tom you and i spoke about this he ended up signing a bigger contract that time i think that mike felino who was the first pick he was in that draft it was that he right. was either you know top pick in that draft so jim had you know jim had a lot of he had leverage Yeah, well, he's a tough kid too
2: jimmy's pretty tough He was a good good scrapper wow. yeah wow. Utah. Good. So when were you drafted? Who were you drafted by initially? when was uh, that North, North,
1: Gump Worsley was the guy who scouted me? Oh yeah, wow. the, uh, the Gumper. Can you imagine? Like this was too. Yeah. I remember going to the draft in Montreal. I had no idea I was going to be drafted. Not right. was so right. different. Remember all the drafts were in Montreal. That's right. I took the metro, I took the bus and the metro to get down there. My dad was working, like he you know, think about nowadays the parents are showing out the relatives. My dad went to work that day. I went down and Lou Lou was there at the draft. Yeah. Uh uh there were a couple of guy named danielle was there a couple of providence kids that that he thought were going to be drafted right no idea so we just sat up we just sat around right. sat up there and then uh you know it was drafted and i remember going to the remember after that i just remember the draft there was a uh, there was a place right next door the Center or something like that it was right. where all the draft pick went the draft picks went so we all went over and all the north star blue nanny and uh trying to think uh, who else was part of that entourage but certainly gump warsley was you know, Craig
2: Hartsburg there at that time? Was,
1: Craig was the captain of the team. He was oh, not at the draft, but he right. was, he was, he ended up being the captain when we, uh, when yeah. I had going.
2: Good. So, what, what round did you go in? Third round. Oh, nice. Good job. Yeah. What so, round did you go in, Tom? I went in the sixth round, Tom. Well, I thought it was the second round. Uh, no, no, no. I, I like to think I was a second round pick, but I was a sixth round pick.
0: And, Randy, can you talk about that North Star team? Because that team was nuts, right? Well, I was nuts. <laughs> oh, really? What way?
1: Wow. Why? Uh, well, let's see. Like, I'm getting that. I am four years of Lou Lamorello and Providence College. You're sort of, you're very, very, you're strict, little isolated. Right? Like we right. literally, we didn't, we went to, you showed up in the fall. Your cha- your classes were chosen. Your books were on a table. You had to do, out. you didn't have to register and everything. And you didn't have to write a check for four years because you were living on campus. So there's right, very right. little, the real life experience stuff didn't come from college. It really oh, did really? we very well, We were cloistered. Uh, you, you can almost call it that, and we love. I mean, you, you, there was a, there was good and bad in that. You know, you right. know, all the dorms. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to Providence again. So, Lou's office in Schneider Arena faced his office faced the the, the dorm the the, the
0: rookie
1: oh, the, uh, freshman. Really, you're so see. He could see exactly, because you couldn't, you know, the blinds, you could always see if there were lights on. So in case the lights were on, you'd either get a phone call or somebody, the assistant coach, Bob, uh, Bob Belmore, would show up at your doorstep. Why is your light on? Why aren't you in bed? And this oh, is was that three right? nights. Wow. We had curfew three nights, two or three nights before games. So you think about lot, Everybody else on the campus is out partying. You're trying yeah. to sleep. Uh, you know, your, your your roommates are often not hockey players. So yeah, so anyhow, so getting back to that and getting back to the North Star. So I show up after four years of being very, you know, literally, we had the best. We were treated like royalty.
2: Right. So uh, what year now? what year is this year in first I was program? there
1: seventy nine to eighty three. So I, I ended up in Minnesota. We played in the NCA finals out in north out in North Dakota. Right. Uh, I joined the North Stars. Um, we uh, I flew to Minneapolis with Lou, and then Lou negotiated my contract with Lou Nanny. So I sat in a hotel in Blooming, I think it was Bloomingdale or something, Blooming something, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah boomfield yeah. whatever it was it was on somewhere off 494 i remember sitting in a hotel for three days waiting for it loose, negotiating the contract and i'm just i just i was in the room by myself it was this you know wow <laughs> the do like and you know, so i just sort of sat there and played um remember in those days uh donkey yeah. kong remember, yeah. remember the games that yeah. are really popular i do remember yeah, came so out, what's, yeah. what's the thing that munches everything pac-man pac-man <laughs> yeah good job you so know that yeah of course uh, anyway, So anyhow, so three days i, I sign uh Freddie Barrett, Freddie Barrett got hit by a slap shot. Remember Freddie? Yeah, sure do. Yeah. So he got hit. He he just happened to, to serendipitously get hurt. Uh he broke his he, whatever. So he couldn't play. So they needed a D, a defenseman. So yeah, right. and I'm there whatever. I'm like, you know, pretty fairly high-round draft pick. So they they signed me for a three-year deal, four-year deal, whatever it was. So I joined the I joined the roster. I, I show up in the locker room. Like I didn't know, I didn't, you know, Bobby Smith, Craig Hartsburg, uh, uh, Brad Maxwell and John sure. I don't know. I mean, Willie Plett. I got I, I, I know them, but I don't, I mean, I've heard of them. It was Kurt, it, it was Kurt Giles here at the time too? Kurt Giles, Pengi yeah. was my, uh, he was my, he was my, uh, Peng-y. partner. So yeah. yeah so we, first game was against Borea Salming, who I knew like the, the Borea Salming.
2: Sure.
1: So I remember I, before the, I didn't have any sticks or anything. I, I, Bobby Smith, I ended up using his sticks for the game and you know, right. and that, I don't know if it, Tom, the sticks were so different. Yeah. remember the lies and bobby it was tall yeah. he had a really high he had a goofy lie he was the only one that even came close to what i had i was pretty picky with sticks so i, I ended up using his sticks i didn't know you no know, you cut them to length sure. yeah. I, had not, I had nothing to so I'm, sure. I'm just praying it's going to be something that i can use and i remember after i after i cut my sticks down like in providence you have to you have this you have to sweep up your shavings and put everything back you had to tape heal the toe so the trainer comes in and he goes what are you doing Get out oh, of here.
2: you were cleaning You were cleaning I was out cleaning he... up my own mess, absolutely. You <laughs>
1: know, <laughs> so So, anyways, so oh, we play this game, and I remember Bo- the one thing I remember from this game my first NHL game is in, in Minneapolis. Boreas saw me, hit me with a slap shot, and I remember it, it was you know, six, 50 feet away. He hit me right on the shin, like right on my sure. thigh pad. Yeah, like I, I, I it almost like it was gonna blow my leg off. Oh, it was you know, the guys could, yeah, we, nobody yeah. shot like that in college. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this, so you didn't have training camp, you went right in no, and started playing it. And try this one out even better. The next game is in Chicago in Chicago stadium. Oh. It's the last game of the year or the second, to last game and the game before in Minneapolis, there was a bench bench clearing brawl and oh. Denny Savar got his ass kicked by Dino Cicerelli. Oh, all right. So they, there was a, there was a brawl at, and again, so, so then he got his, then he got pounded by Dino Cesar. Neither you know, who fighter fighters as you right. know. Yeah. So this goes back to the Chicago. I knew nothing about this. All I know is I'm standing beside Kurt Giles in Chicago stadium. After you walk up the stairs, sure. they were spitting on us. Well, you know, Tom, yeah. they, yep. and this was they, these two teams didn't like each other. Yeah. Definitely. So now, <laughs> you're getting beer poured on you. Know, and I go like, what? So now we're skating around and in those days they sold, they sold glass. Eh? They sold bottled beer bottles in the stands none of the guys i had my helmet on none of the guys wore their helmets Hey, eh? yeah, like, willie yeah. Platt didn't even have a helmet that's right the guys were they, we, they were throwing glass they were throwing bottles from upstairs they were landing they were trying to hit dino because dino beat up denny savard i mean wow. it, 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 this is my second game in the nhl i go no way and then the, the we, we stand there for the anthem and kurt kurt is literally like he is he's, his face is right by my ear his mouth and he's yelling at me, but can you believe this? Can you, you know how loud it was? You couldn't hear yourself think. And the That's five funny. guys on the ice on both teams are all fighters. Dan Mandich, uh, Dave Richter. They had all their dum-dums out there. Al right. cord uh, everybody that could fight. Right. Ben Wilson. Uh, anyway, so what do you think? The puck drops and everybody's everybody's fighting. Wow. <laughs> Just think this, again, everybody brought their fighters up for the game because they knew it right. was going to be a grudge match. So, anyway, right. so that was, that was it. And then we went to L.A., which was your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Yeah. And that was even better. All the guys got sunburned because we were out there for four days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because back then, back then, that, that was, then. was the only like warm-weather team, right? So when you got to go to L.A., you were going to take the
1: Western trip. So here yeah, I'm on yeah. my first – I had no clothes. I think right. I just come from college. So I remember the guys said, uh, Gordy Roberts helped me, helped me go shopping at, right. at the uh, – at the the store in in the, the Marriott in in the yeah the, uh, right by the outside. airport there right yeah yeah and I bought my first pair of um, uh, Calvin Klein jeans oh okay remember Calvin Klein uh, that's right <laughs> the boots remember the Fry boots yeah sure I bought Tom boots still got I, really I, I had fat feet I couldn't get my feet into the boots oh bought <laughs> <I didn't laughs> them anyhow uh, leather cool. tie remember the leather tie the skinny leather tie oh no you didn't do that absolutely Did ultra you? suede ultra suede jacket
0: wait Rand were you a fake cowboy too like Tom. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I should things.
2: I should be critical of your clothes because when I first got to New York, I was wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. So, I, and I thought I was cool too doing No that. way! Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I've got a picture of it.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'd never, I, I, I'd, I'd never had, I'd never seen cowboy boots I mean, oh, at all. But I never think about them. Oh. Everybody had them.
2: Oh, but, I know. Randy, when did you,
1: we, Tom, when did you start?
2: My first season was eighty eighty one. Okay, so we're yep. about the same time. Yeah, same. Yeah. Era, everybody yeah, same. and everybody had those ultra suede. Um, I know. But remember, like, when you think about it now, like how we all had to do the same things. Like we had to all drink beer together, we ate the same foods, wore the same clothes, talked the same way.
1: That's funny. Well, that post-game was always like, man, I think the po- in Minneapolis, ne- uh, the, the, the opposing team went to Eddie Webster's. Yeah, yeah. And the home team went to uh, Benigan's on on 494. And literally, the minute you'd walk in, they'd ring the bell, and it was two for ones. That's good. <laughs> two for once and the guys would have the uh, bartenders would know certain guys would be drinking double this double that Randy, oh, wow. were,
0: were you in um minnesota when cincerelli got in a little bit of legal trouble
1: absolutely yeah he was, he was he was up to no good up in his picture window oh but that's was, right that's not right. that one. on we had we had a halloween party we came, i came back from i was staying at donnie Beaupre's house came back from the halloween party and it, it um i was a i was a rookie and i remember the guys were uh we were bobbing for apples with somebody's we were just myself dan managed brian bellows we're, we're just young guys we're, we're bobbing for apples with somebody's wife and you know you're bobbing for apples and i'd never bought for apples but again obviously you're shorting the other anyhow anyway, <laughs> that turned into no good so I, I'm, I'm in bed at four in the morning and somebody's banging Somebody's wife was banging on Donnie's door, since oh. I nothing good had happened at home, and I, I'm not going to say who it is, but that's, oh. this is like this is the life you're sort of. I know.
2: Isn't it was... is funny thinking back about it? Like, you, know, you get to the NHL, you don't know all the stuff's going on, and it's just back then it was
1: something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Getting shaved? Or oh, did getting... you get shaved? Oh, geez, yeah, I oh. did. And, and I, I did it on the road. Remember, it was always better on the road. Yeah. Tommy, nobody touched you, did they? Uh, no, I never
2: got initiated. No.
1: Okay. No. Interesting. Dave. I'm, well, I'm not even going to tell my story, but I, all I know is Dave Richter joined yeah. the team. Remember Davey? He's a Dave, tough kid Dave, too, right? That. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan kid. Yeah. Anyhow, so he, but he ended up being, ending up being good friends with, with uh, Willie Platt and uh, Harold Schnepsey with Harold Schnaps. Right. And, and and Dave was also crazy. So yeah. Nobody even came near him. I remember they tried to even talked about it. I remember he even took his stick. Is he, any of you sons of any of you sons of bitches come anywhere near me? Oh. Anyhow, it never it was never been contemplated. And then Brian Lawton, on the other hand, and Lotsey oh. was a great guy. Lotsey, if you ever listen to this, Brian got the brunt. So, whatever Dave Richter didn't get, Brian got three totally. times over.
2: Yeah, he, <laughs> and I, I'm with you. Like, Brian's a great guy, but he's the exact opposite of Dave Richter, right? That's oh, the, Jesus. They oh. got him.
1: They didn't get him once. They got him twice. Oh, maybe even it, three. Did oh, they yeah. really? Oh, kid. wow.
2: Right. So, how many years did you spend in Minnesota?
1: Uh, three. Uh, you know what, two Played there for that. I went back the following year. Played half the season. They sent me down, uh, and then I came back. They changed the coach, and then Glenn Somer coached me for the, the latter part of one season. And then Lorne Henning, who was who I played for in the minors, right. uh, came uh, became the head coach, and I, I got picked up on waivers. They didn't protect me, and I ended up in, in, in New Jersey. Oh, really? is waivers you went that Well, good. yeah. Oh, I was, yep. I didn't come to we Toda. Toda New Jersey. Oh, ice world It was wow that was a transit we had a brand new skating we had a brand new rink out in minneapolis you know training facility everything And the end of you go from there to Totowa, which literally that was barely a rink i mean oh is that right it, I, tom do you even know it you probably don't
2: know. i don't i've probably never been in it. i've been
0: in, yeah a little I, bit better than fritz didle tom oh, right. is that right a little oh, bit
1: oh, wow. well we wow. I, I walked in and, and i had no place to dress i i, I told tom smith this story <laughs> so I, I walk in you know i get picked up on waivers like i didn't even know what waivers were in those days so i right. end up in uzi i didn't know who was on the team so I show up at the rink, and the coach is Doug Carpenter, and he's uh, he's, he's sitting, and he's got his feet on his desk in this, in this decrepit rink. And I, I walk in there, and he goes, who are you? And I go, I'm Randy, I, 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 you just picked me up. On, I just got picked up on waivers." he was going. Really? What position do you play? Like, <laughs> I go, I go he goes, I got, we have 12 defensemen here. Oh, and he goes, God. And remember, I don't know if you remember, like, it was, I mean, it was Bobby Warmer, uh Phil Russell. Uh, oh. uh, um, Sorella? Uh, well Joe that he was one of the younger guys, but who's the other veteran? Dave, Davey oh, Lewis. Dave Lewis. We had all these veteran guys that who's really they're they're so far past their prime, right. That they were all part of that entourage. Anyhow, I, I had no place to dress. The locker room was small. Wow. I dressed, you know, remember the old universal weight thing? Yeah. Sure. I dressed on the bench. Awesome, I was hanging man. my gear. <laughs> I was hanging my gear off the off the, wow. you know, now, off the now was Lou there at that time? No, it was um oh. it was uh, Mr. McNax McNabb who I, oh. I have the ultimate respect for cool got it. God was an incredible person Peter was on the team. Peter McNabb was on the team. That's right. We were, actually it was a really nice group of guys, but at the end of the day like I hardly played myself. Kenny Danico didn't play either. Uh, right. Kenny was a first round pick. Right. Uh, he he'd been brought up, broke his leg, went back to junior, now he's back up and he and I were probably the we were the 7th and 8th defenseman. And right. he didn't play a lot and we both got sent down on the same day after a month. We sat that we sat in a hotel right in I sat on that route whatever route 46 in Toronto right. for a month she's oh, helped me oh is that we, right eh? we both got that kenny kenny we didn't well, we played chicago kenny and i played together we're both minus three or something But right. uh post game of the next morning max McNabb calls us in kenny goes in first and i can hear them yelling through the door and kenny's going what the I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this, but yeah, what, go ahead. Yeah. What the f? You're crazy. You're sending me down. I don't deserve to go down. This is bullshit. And it's typically, you know, Kenny. Kenny's like, yeah. he's, he's had enough. Like, right. well, I'm not going down there. No way. So as yes, he marches. He storm, storms in, and I'm just, I just walk in and said, "You want to send me down? Gladly." This, this was awful. Like I've played every oh. fourth game. I right. you know, played ten shifts a game, five shifts a game. So I was. So how are you f- f- how, at this point? How are you feeling about your career? Do you think you oh, can geez. play? in I, I you know what I, I didn't give it enough thought. I had a college education, to be honest yeah, with you. I didn't sure. give it a lot of thought. I had a four-year contract, which you know what I really didn't think about it. I right. thought that is uh, you know, because again, a lot of up and down. I, I I just I was just happy to be there type of sure. thing. But I, I know I wherever it was, I wanted to play. Right. And that was something that probably ended my career early, Tom, is that I didn't I was in Quebec at the end too, where I didn't, I wasn't playing a lot. I had a tough time with not just I used to ask the general manager and I asked Lou at one point, you're not gonna play me here. I get it, I respect that then send me somewhere where I can play. Whether it's yeah. the minors, I whether know. it's to another team, and even with that, like, I asked Max. I said, "Max, I'm fine, I'll go down and play." And I, I try this one out. So I go down there, and Tom McVie. Remember Tom McVie? Yeah, name. sure. Yes. Yep. He hates college kids, and I'm a college oh kid. So I go down to I go down to the minors to Portland. I don't even play there. I oh I don't play in the minors. Kenny doesn't either. He has all these veteran guys. He wants to win, so he's right. playing. He's playing all these veterans. Kenny and I are the fifth and sixth sometimes six and you know fifth sixth defense we're hardly playing so i at christmas because I, I wasn't playing a lot i said i've had enough i'm going home and get a job so i mm-hmm. left i drove home i drove home for a month and the devils went out and i think they'd, they didn't win for like 20 games they were yeah. either tied or lost and then so, now, I, so what did the devil say at this point did they contact you and say no, this they, they i disappeared and honestly yeah. i just I, I went i went off the grid i lived my parents have a place up north no telephone no cell phones i right. literally i left i think brian burke was my was my agent I told Brian I'm not doing this. I'm gonna go home and get a job. I'm just gonna reflect a little bit. Wow. It was Christmas time. Went home at Christmas, had a great you know, you know what Christmas is for us, there really weren't yeah. any. Yeah, I haven't had one in ten years. So you know what? Went home for whatever, five, six years. So I went home and uh, spent went cross country skiing and just took took it easy. And then after all after this month or so that uh, the devils went on a on a tailspin in a into a tailspin, Right. Uh Max calls Brian, Brian calls me, he wants they want you to go back. And I said, I'll go cool. back, but I'm not playing for Tom McVie. I'm not playing for Tommy McVie. Right. He goes. we have to go for one day. I said, "All right, I'll go for one day." Oh.
2: So okay. you went from not playing for a month. You come back play one day in the
1: minors. Yeah, and I now don't think I know. even played because I. I don't think I even played it. They they right. came. iron. remember Archie Henderson. Is that oh sure, yeah, yeah. Well, Archie, Archie, Archie's on that team. He can't stand the sight of me. First of all, the fact, is the fact that I'm a college kid. He's a tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. And the fact that I quit the team. Yeah. But now he is. He want he like he's. He, we're sitting. He's injured. I'm in, the, I'm in the room. I might have played, actually, that night because they're, they're on a road trip. They're coming back on a Saturday or some, whatever they are. So we're waiting for them to roll in. And I'm, I'm in the room in the locker room. I'm stretching, get ready for the game. He's looking at me, and I'm not sure if he's going to beat the shit out of me. Oh, he's not. a big man, too. Yeah. Man. Oh, he's a big man. And he's, he's, he's got those googly eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I think Kenny and I played that night, and then we're on a plane the next day, and then Kenny and I played that night against Washington, against the Capitals. I think really? Five, two, three. So that's kind right.
2: of amazing Like that you kind of took a stand and say, I'm just not putting up with this. Now they get back up there, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you know, it was just a different era. First, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was, right. I was making 20,000 in the minors or 20, yeah. everybody made the same amount. Yeah. So it was just, wow. yeah. And we went back and then, uh, i the year and then following year. And then, then the whole thing happened with the, you know, Luke, Luke, Luke stepped in the following Luke came the following year, I believe. Right. Year after that and they fired uh, Doug Carpenter, who's the coach and, Jim shot felt that You remember Shoney? You know Shoney. Yeah, probably the best person that I ever best yep. person, person, and mm-hmm. best coach. Certainly the most uh, the coach that I that you know you want to play for. He was a, oh, a player's nice. coach. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need
0: indeed nice. randy R- can you tell us about um, the game with the the refs and the yellow jackets and his chirp that's right you, you were there yeah. for
1: that right I, I can tell you the aftermath that the, the actual game itself like we were so out of the. i mean this is happening once we've we're already all in the locker room right we're like we we've already exited you know we're, we're, we're walking this is in our building right. uh and they they're you know i think if you know the meadowlands you're walking the referees and the players everybody who walks yep. out together yep. so that's when that confrontation took place and then yeah. don koharski at the time who i mean everybody sort of don koharski's tim you know i mean he's a good guy yeah you seem like a bad wasn't a bad guy but <laughs> whatever cool. happened there and then it got it made what was made to look worse because somebody fell over yeah Cole you know, fell shit? over yeah yeah somebody fell over there and then we just hear the yelling yeah. The guys are running out jimmy corn ran back out you know he was sort of a, like a peacemaker he ran back outside and they pull everybody apart and then obviously in the aftermath the next game that there, there's you know, the referees you know petition and i playing and then you know we're then we're at the rink waiting to play and it's seven o'clock it's eight o'clock i think the game didn't start till nine and Oh really oh wow yeah this rep. yeah we waited we waited two hours and then you know they had the, the replacement referees, whom we we all knew. I mean, they were all the, they were all the, the, the official game officials. That's right. And better, you know, that was one of those games, Tom. Nobody hit anybody. With you know, you could have gone either way, right? it's like literally, no mm-hmm. hitting. And <laughs> it, was, it a, was a playoff game, too, a wasn't it?
0: Playoff game, it's the yeah. freaking
2: semis. That's right. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that was that was that fun. had to be strange, right? Like to think this. So the NHL is you like totally buttoned down, even more so now, right? And have those referees come in and, and, and wear the yellow jackets too. Like that's the part I go.
1: God. Oh no. They, they, yeah. They were exactly some sort of yellow sweater. Yeah. yeah
2: that's funny. Were, so how uh, many
1: years did you have in New Jersey? Five. Five all mm-hmm. together. And then the you know, the Russians came that changed. That really changed uh, the, the uh, Slava Fetisov and, and Sergei Starikov came at the same time. Right. That really changed the dynamic. And that's really a, the, the, ascendancy of the team. Right. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of great young players. Sean Burke being being added to the yeah. equation, and yeah. you know, we also right. had that run. But they, they, uh, and then Lou, you know, Lou made some great graphics and he made some great decisions as he went along with, you know, bringing the right players in at the sure. right time. I left in '90, and after '90, I think from '90, that's then you know, they started making the playoffs pretty consistently. Yep. Sure. So you got
2: a re- you got the reputation of being quite the banger and crasher too.
1: You know what? And for, I've had these concussions, Tom, as you know, and, and this, right. and honestly, yeah. I didn't realize how hard I I, I just beat. It was that era, yeah. It was just that era where you well, had, you, had, you had to. to, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, again, but you know, I, I had, I had, a, I wouldn't respect me right now if I had to look back at the. I literally would, ha- I would purposely hit guys with their heads now, and I, I look back and that's part of the reason that even though I was handing out the hits, yeah, it's that constant, constant. Like, is, is, yeah. that,
0: is that what happened with you and Gretzky? Gretzky, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't
1: I like didn't like each other because I again I played hard and I I hit. It didn't matter. It was it was Wayne. It was Wayne. Like I had a lot of respect for Wayne as a player, obviously. But I, I, this this all started badly because my first year in Minnesota in an exhibition game, he was on a breakaway out in Edmonton, and I, and, and I tried to lift his stick and I hit him right between the eyes. Oh, so I like, you know what happened, Grass? The gloves are off. It's a big drama. I, <laughs> I had to. So yeah, this is a, I'm a rookie. This is an exhibition game, and I came back to the bench. I served my two minutes and i remember willie Plett goes, he said you bet, you guess what you got you're going to have to fight somebody here and oh. dave Samiko was playing happened. To right. i knew the name and i remember going out for a face off at some point later on and tom you know this whole gig he, he, came right. up. he was a good he was a good guy he just looked at me and goes kid you know this is whatever this is going to have to happen and yeah you know, so i i, I had never fought before and oh. i'm looking up at him oh so you never, I'll, never I'll, fought before at this point and now I you're never fighting dave call i can't remember what we even had on in college nobody fought yeah so i had never fought this puppy again i probably played i played three three games the year before this is the following exhibition season right. so i really had no and nobody really you know with some of the guys that they you know, they they show you what to do in that sure. but for, i just remember grabbing and holding and falling and i just i i, I grabbed i brought him with me <laughs> So smart just, move and he and he know one he 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 was he he was relaxed he had no interest he knew I yeah i know basketball. yeah but I, I the, a little the little rescue more. thing went on yeah. Over over the course of my career, so I played in Minnesota, we faced each other, and then I, I was in other, with other teams, and, you know, there was the Mickey Mouse thing with the Devils. I wasn't there for that, but ultimately, every time we played those guys, was a grudge match because of the, the whole, you know. So he the, would up. constantly be on you from that time when you high-stated? Yeah, we league. never. It's funny that it, 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 I, I had him, you know, we'd either, I'd either be, you know, we'd be those, and guys would be face washing. Remember that?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. face
1: washing, and I would face-wash him, and he'd face-wash me, and then at one time in Quebec, I got him in a headlock, oh. and that's when Marty, i, I Tom, I don't know if you were there, maybe, but I remember I don't know if you were playing there at the time. Yeah. Marty, it was it was the Marty probably in the nine, eight, late eighties. I got yeah. him in a headlock in front of because he was mouthing off and I got him in a headlock and I popped this stupid helmet off. And I remember Marty McSurley was trying to get at me, and our guys are in between us. it was perfect. Oh. Nothing happened to me. But the next game, a month later, we happened to be out in LA. I'm coming up the left wing wall across from the benches, and you'll know this. Yeah. Where this is in the rink so i'm coming up on the far side right directly across from the bench i have my head down about to move the puck and then gretzky comes flying across through the neutral zone he hits me in the head with his ass <laughs> jumped up <laughs> in the air He smoked it. i was wearing a visor the visor cut me never I really I freaking oh. stitches i was bleeding all over the plate you know you have to get stitches in between periods and the guys were laughing you, know, you just got smoked by gretzky <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was probably the only hit he had in his whole career too is that it oh, he
1: freaking run me hard uh, and I remember t- I ended my buddy of mine, it was a CCM rep later on when, when I was broadcasting the Devils. And I, I ended up meeting Wayne. I didn't know him personally. I ended up meeting him behind, uh, behind you know, in your locker room area there. Sure. And he would sort of sit by himself. I was in the back and I was trying actually trying to get him to sign something for this buddy of mine. Did he know it was you? Pardon me? He knew it was you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we sort of laughed about it. But I think oh. Wayne is Wayne. I mean, he's got oh, so, so many good. people that are up his better, yeah. you know, better than, it,
2: he, he was, probably he probably respected you more because most so, people didn't do that to him right he was cordial you know was yeah, about it, yeah. But, it was, but he probably respected you a lot because a lot of people didn't do that kind of stuff to him right <laughs> it, that's not yeah you know it was
1: a different I mean can you imagine like literally you will not know it was like you oh. literally did not yeah you don't mess with Wayne yeah like I
2: give you a lot of credit because that takes some courage
1: our careers are similar in some extent but I think the, the whole toughness thing I think mean, yeah I fought because I had to fight yeah. Uh, like, a, you know, well,
2: I came in and, and uh, you know I I really when I was in college I really thought I was the toughest guy on the planet. Like I thought I was going to come in. And be, 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 oh, seriously. Wow. I mean, so I get to the NHL and then you realize well there's Clark Gillies, there's Bob Nystrom, there's Ben Wilson, there's Paul Holmgren. <laughs> you realize well I could fight, but you, know, you have to. That's the thing. Once you become that fighter back then, you're fighting all the time and you're fighting all
1: the heavyweights. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Was, oh, so I, I, Tom, I give you a lot of credit because I had I did it only because I when I when I absolutely had to yeah oh here here's, here's here i, I fought all five sutter brothers oh did you wow that's a record i i i i, I you got to verify that that but I, the last one i fought was richie he was in vancouver i'm pretty wow. sure they always so, they picked on me because they picked me because i wasn't big and i knew i wasn't a fighter <clears throat> so remember that the, the islander guys i think brent was there right brent came after we were playing them and then somebody fought me in st louis whoever was there I, I, all the brothers have sort of interchangeable that's, <laughs> that's fine. Brian Sutter in Louis. that's <laughs> funny
2: so you had so you have five years in New Jersey and yeah. you went to Quebec City after that
1: uh yeah I ended up in I ended up in Quebec yeah so,
2: <clears throat> how many years were you there
1: two well two mm-hmm. you know what up and down I went there I played a lot and then that was the Adam Foote funny oh. it's like it's almost like the uh what, what's the, who's the Yankee guy that never played again after Roger Maris? oh there? Wally Pitt yeah, <laughs> yeah. well Adam Foote and I were uh, we were we were roomies in training camp. I ended up breaking my leg, and he was you know he, he might have been going to the minors, so he took my spot, and that was it. And, wow. and Futter yeah. was an incredible athlete. Yeah, it occurred.
0: An incredible. But, career. You got to play with uh, with Guy Flor there, right? Yeah, that was the, obviously the highlight,
1: the absolute highlight of uh, right. The, uh, the, yeah, just being from Montreal,
0: right? right? Watching him play well, all Montreal
1: those years, watching yeah. the flower and uh, all the all the great and you know, all the great things he did for the Montreal Canadiens. So,
2: okay, so you had two years in Minnesota, roughly five years in New Jersey, two years in yeah. Quebec mm-hmm. City. That's pretty much it. Correct. So how did it all end then? You broke your leg and then you just,
1: that was it for well, you? I went to the minors but, uh, and I came back. But by the time I came back, you know, then the, 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 the the team was, this was the year after when we tried to get, you know, that Nordique tried to get Lindros. Right, that? Right. And the yeah. talk was funny. So now in the meantime, I'm trying to think of that I, I, I'm losing my chronology here. Yeah. But whatever year it was, we worked really hard to lose. Oh, and it was very that was hard i played that whole season and right. i think it was the following year um, i think we drafted oh you know what we drafted matt sundin that's right that's right we drafted, yeah. we drafted matt sundin joe Sakic's there the team that you could see the team owen nolan right. he all the uh, and all the makings of a great team we didn't have a goalie right
2: so but, how did it end for you
1: did they come and tell you that your career is over you decide you had enough or no that was but you know what um you can sort of see the writing on the wall Tom. you oh. just sort of no way. Yeah, I went to I training, know my last training camp I, I had finished the year. Actually, I had finished the year with the team uh, and, and a good good ending. But I came in and uh, they were they were going, you know, they're going with a different direction. I wasn't even. A, I, I thought I was an old guy. I was actually I was in my yeah. like, late 20s. I wasn't even old. But yeah. this uh, Pierre Paget was the GM and he couldn't stay it, 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 again. You know how personalities get it. Oh, yeah. Garrett did not like me. At, he was the GM and the coach. Right. He did not like me as a hockey player. So really? Oh. Exactly. He wanted nothing to do with me there. And they actually protected me again they protected me remember that there was the expansion draft yeah, all the yeah, to Tampa. Yeah. there were a whole bunch of teams that joined and for some reason they protected me just to stick me in the minors like, i mean oh. so, it, it, so at least there was i lord knows if anybody would have taken me yeah. at that time but at, but at the same time once you're on that list you're you're done yeah. so basically uh, so over. had
2: you had you had enough of the game at that point or did you oh, want to
1: keep i still it? loved the game I, right. and i ended up in the minors after that i ended up playing uh, for Jacques Martin the minors right. actually Jacques is one of the other great individuals great coach yep. i mean Christ, you think he's coached over a thousand games? Uh, you know, he's won a he won a cup, maybe two even. Yeah, uh, just incredible person. I really, really became a really good close friend. Good. Uh, I played for him and Bob Hartley in the minors in Cornwall, and then I ended up in international league in um, Milwaukee. And then oh. after that, that was the that was the end. I played in Europe for a little bit, and then okay. then you sort of know it's like, yeah, like, you know, I went to broadcasting right well that's so you did
2: broadcasting who are you with for broadcasting who would you the
1: devils uh, yeah with the devils yeah with lou again it's the lou connection yeah sure I spoke how, many, you, how many years you do that uh 10 years oh you did i didn't realize it was that long but wow. by
2: the by the eighth year i finally figured out what to do <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks it is too right did you radio or, or you did radio
1: correct no i did radio yeah
2: yeah so it is because you really got to be concise right you get a short period of time to really explain like why did that play happen yeah that's
1: depends cool. on who your partner is too my first partner yeah. my first partner liked the the, the own the mic oh. and it made it even more right. more and his name was Mike so oh. no pun intended. Oh. <laughs> and then the, the, the other fellow was a Providence kid oh. and then he and I had a great time because it ended okay. like banter. And,
2: now what happened there you just had enough of that after 10 years
1: after 10 years you know that's where the Lou thing comes in it, 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 it's uh Lou is very particular about how the team is treated and right. as, uh, on the, if you're the media you're on you're on the outside and he never embraced the media, even though I was actually employed by the devil. So we, we didn't fly with the team; we flew oh. separately. Which right. became—I had three children and two, you know, three children at the time. It became hard on the family. Like you're gone. So I mean, you know, you fly in and out of Boston. I would yeah. have to do, you know, go in the night before and go right. in, the, or, or the morning up. Usually had the night before because you had the morning skate, sure. and then I'd leave the night. These guys would be home, asleep, and I would be trying to—I'd be fighting traffic to get to Logan Airport. You know, right. and this is all the way across the spectrum. I mean, everywhere you're going, you're always fl- flying separately and right. it's, it's it's it became a little tough. and then and there's other there's another story there as well. and but again, i I have a ton of respect for the one. I mean, everywhere he's gone, he's had
0: yeah had incredible success, yeah, totally Ryan, you got into coaching too, right? Pardon me? You got into coaching after I, after, after broadcast well, I, I, I coached you hauling, but
1: I did pro- I did coach the professional women. the uh, oh. <laughs> didn't work out very well. Oh. They, no, we we had a, we, anyhow, another story. Uh, the Riveters, and, and there's some really—I mean—women's hockey is actually the, the skill level, Tom.
2: Oh, it's good. Good. I coached the girls' high school team. I helped coach girls' high school. Oh, you team. know, oh, things, yeah. fantastic. Great, of, great
1: attitudes, too. Yeah, lot of respect. Yeah. Lot of respect for for the for the females. Yeah. We, had, we had a great captain too. She's just she was a Harvard grad. She was incredible. Right. But there's there's a level of the commitment level with that at the professional level was very up and down, and that's right. something that it's hard when you're. When you're you know you, you sort of done the things we've done and then now you have somebody that you know the girls were out of shape we only yeah. practice once or twice a week uh they have to have their own lives they have to have jobs It was you For know sure. like, with, with sporadic practice attendance and, right.
2: um, and so so, you're, so your change from the playing career to your after playing career seemed to be pretty good like you just transitioned right into something else
1: well they but really, I'm, I'm a hockey. I'm I'm a hockey puck. I mean, when you oh. think about it, like I mean, I'm I'm in the game again. I'm a hockey director sure. for youth hockey, but it's pretty much, it's hockey, hockey, hockey. And it, you know, what's interesting, it really hasn't changed. Yeah. As, much as, as much as it's much as it's changed, it yeah. really hasn't.
2: Yeah, the game of hockey is the game of hockey still, right? It's a great, especially for kids. It's a great sport to learn a lot of things, to fight
1: through things and learn. Yeah, you know, a lot of life lessons there. But yeah. at the end of the day, what has changed, as you're well aware, is 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 what's happening. In our culture, and that is the parents. the all this as means to an end. Right, uh, they're not realistic about what. Like, I, were, your, were your parents hands on with you? Tom, hands or? off.
2: They dropped me off at the rink. and said, "If you want to do it, you go do it." They were yeah. busy farming,
1: and uh, yeah, they're fantastic. See, yeah. It seems to be that's that was my you know my father's an immigrant. He doesn't he didn't know much about hockey, so basically yeah. he just went and played. Now it's like everybody knows something and.
2: Yeah. See, that is if we could get a lesson to to the parents, like in this show, if we could do anything, get that lesson to them. Listen, if you really want to help your boy or girl in life and in their hockey career, wherever that goes, leave them alone and let them do it. Right. You, you really are not going to make a difference in their
1: life very much from the career. It's, it's uh, certainly changed. You play travel hockey, too. I
2: guess. Yeah, play travel hockey. So start off, I was terrible. Couldn't stand up. Uh, played house league hockey. Uh, my sister is a figure skater. So my father was farming. My mother had to take her figure skating. So I went along and that's how I learned how to, how to skate and uh yeah i was lucky i just i grew up in that environment where it's the work ethic for my father and grandfather off the farm and that's all i knew it was just show up every day and and do your job and i tell kids all the time listen i was never the best player in any team i ever played on i just did my job all the time and coaches always wanted me on the team that next level because even if i was the fourth defenseman they knew that i was going to do my job
1: and just kept well, going like that coachability factor was such a such a big part of things
2: yeah yeah, because you think about it as a coach, right? If you want to pick a team, you want to pick a bunch of kids, uh, like the least amount of kids I'm going to have problems with, right? If I, game, I know that Velashek or Laidlaw is going to do his job all the time. I want him on my team, I don't have to worry about him. That box is checked off, and he's all set. So,
1: yeah, yeah that's a big
2: part of it, definitely. So, any regrets at all in your career?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 uh, I was not good at handling uh, not playing. And if I had to, and Joe Sorella is my, I, I put Joe Cirella at, at sort of my, at the pinnacle of what, what it takes to Joe was at the end of his career. And then uh, I don't know if you know, Joe, I don't know if you know him, I, I, I don't know, no, okay. Uh, first round pick by the devils that really never played out. Like it never had never yeah. turned into like a Pat Verbeek or a John yeah. McClain, but very great hockey player, great person, uh, played, uh, you know, played for the devils. Ended up um, being shipped up to Quebec on a you know a, a bad hockey team, and I don't know if you know what happened. Like Joe was uh, <clears throat> incredibly enough, you can believe this, they booed Joe. They, oh. they booed Joe at the Meadowlands. Oh, Joe, remember this is that you'd never think about doing what fans did. Yeah, because you know Joe. Joe looked lethargic. He was a big. He was probably two ten. Yeah, I was like I always liked him as a player though. I thought he was a he it, a hockey man. player. But he looked like he was not energetic. Yeah yeah it's it, 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 it's so now they we were struggling so they boo they booted it they made it really hard for him and his wife wow and Now he ends up in quebec city i get end up there a year later or six months later so now we're, we were friends we were we were partners as well and we end up there together and incredibly this happens again like it just like god oh, really like, well wow. it happened again okay like, because then now you know, we, we won 11 games of 82 so you yeah <laughs> yeah now, now we're in now he leaves Quebec and he ends up being traded at either for a trader or sign. I think he actually, Walt, I think he was traded for Walt Dutton. Oh, and ended, yeah. ended up with the Rangers and the Rangers embraced him. And it was just, and, and what he, he became the seventh defenseman there, but he embraced right. that role. And right. Not, you know, playing sporadically. And right. I, I had a tough time. And sorry, i sorry, I, I made a big story. No, no, that, no, that's fine. I like that. story. But you know, the only Joe, thing I see Joe handled all this adversity. For him and his family, the beautiful wife Heather and we felt for you, feel for him. Like the wives felt for her, like she's in the stands listening to the stupidity yeah. going on. It's no fault of Joey's. Yeah. So now he's in, in in New York and he finished his career there. Didn't play a lot, but embraced his teammates. He was a great teammate for that. Yeah. I, I was, you know what? It was all about me, and I was I was selfish to the point where I thought I could still play. I felt I could contribute, and it bothered the heck out of me. If you're not going to play me here. I don't want to be sitting here, even if it meant you know, another fifteen yeah. thousand dollars or whatever, send me somewhere where I can play in it. Right. And it's one thing if I had to do it again, because Joe didn't, you know, say with the Rangers staff, the management loved them. And they ended up hiring him as an assistant coach in the aftermath. Oh. And then not that, then that, that, that conceivably would have changed my trajectory. Yeah. You know, it might not have been here. It might not have been in Quebec, but it certainly might have been somewhere else where staying in coaching would have been, you know, would have been an option. Who knows? You know, you never know who you're going to end up. And if I could do it all again, I would have been a much better non-player. When I was a non-player, I wasn't great.
2: But especially earlier in your career, though, I mean, demanding to play—I don't necessarily think that's bad. But maybe later on in the career, yeah.
1: But yeah. you know, like did want to play. Didn't ha- don't you want to play? And I didn't handle not playing well. And I think, Tom, I don't know where you were playing, but I don't. I know you're. You, I know some of the teams you were on. But remember, we were. I was on a Nordique team. We were the worst team yeah. in the NHL purposely. To yeah. so, not play in that environment yeah. when you're. Now we had—I don't know if you remember—we brought in John Cordick, Brian Fogarty. We brought in—we had these, these these assembled group of athletes, many of whom really had no business being there and and that didn't cherish the opportunity to be at that level. Right. And that's that—that's where this became. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Again, in retrospect, you're a team guy. You need them uh, certainly. I know. It is funny. Like I, I look back at my
2: career, and you know, I was totally stubborn. Just like bullheaded but that's how I made it and how I played because I was just stubborn I wasn't going to quit but at the end of my career like the regret I have I look back and I hurt my back and I, and I just kept being stubborn like uh, Rick Wilson was a great assistant coach in LA there good friend of mine he got through back problems and he would skate around with me before practice he was Tom I know what you're going through you've got to change and I said nope I'm not changed this is the way I've done it my whole career I'm not changed I look back now and I go yeah I should have changed things right so I you know what though I look back and i should sure do you the same thing that's who you are, though, right? I mean, you're not a bad teammate. You wanted to play. I, I don't necessarily blame you for that, but yeah. yeah.
1: You know what? If, if the roles were reversed, yeah. I know if I, I wouldn't know if I'd like that guy. And honestly, and I, yeah. I, I I blew it. I was just thinking about me. Yeah. It's, it, it, again, that's a lifeline. It's literally a lifeline. Yeah. yeah. Totally. When you ended up, did you end up because of injury? Did you stop because of injury? Uh,
2: yeah, my back was, again, and my back is 100% now because I've learned how to train better. Like I train my core all the time. So I don't have a back problem at all. But back mm-hmm. then, I just wouldn't do anything different. I just thought like I was the old farm boy that wouldn't get on the trainer's table, didn't stretch enough, didn't work my core. You know, if it's something wrong with it, have a beer. Uh, that was the mentality. And and again, it served me well early in my career because I, I you know if I had a sprained ankle or something, nope, I'll play through it. That's fine. But when he had a back problem, uh, it would change it. So, yeah, so but it's the same thing is you. I look back and I. You know, I've really worked on myself and who I am now. Uh, we had uh, Steph Mattowan on; he talked a lot about that in the show we wow. did with him and how he really loves himself more. I'm the same way; I feel great about myself. I'm, I'm sure you do too, right? You're, you're a father now, and
1: you got a good life going on. You know, you can't live. I, I wonder what happened to a lot of the guys from our era, like from yeah. that era that didn't make it. You know, that played the four. I'm thinking about Freddie Barrett, who you know, who I basically I I replaced him in many Minnesota. Yeah. I think he went back to Ottawa. You know, remember that era. A lot of guys were not educated. There was very yeah. the lack of education, and also there wasn't much of an umbrella. There was nobody that the support yeah. mechanism to. Right. to the of yeah, this.
2: there's a lot of guys that haven't let go of the game, right? They still you know
1: think they're NHL hockey players. They haven't moved on to that next chapter in their life, right? Possibly. So, awesome. yeah. I'd love to know I, what does the NHL do any studies to find out where are these guys now? What became of so? What became of especially in that especially in that one particular era, where guys didn't make enough to survive uh, yeah. without, without with another job. Uh, yeah. What percentage of the of these uh, and what, what fields did they go into the days yeah. that they, they go back to well, the farm. Yeah,
2: and uh, alcohol alcohol consumption was part of the problem back then too. And it continued yeah. on after playing days too. So yeah, sure. definitely. Well, listen, Randy. Yeah, thank you very much for having the show. Listen, I, I view you, and yeah. uh, I mean this very seriously, that you got a lot out of your career. I mean, you weren't the biggest guy in the world. you were physical. You, you did what you had to do to play in the National Hockey League. And, you know, I think if somebody, when you were eight years old, somebody came along to you and said that you're going to play in the National Hockey League as long as you did, you'd be pretty happy with that, right?
1: No, it was a great. It was a great. You know, it's a great ride. and there's no better. It's the best game there is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, once again, thank you for having on the show. You're a fantastic story. You seem like a great man, and uh, glad to know you.
1: Tom, all the best. To you. See you. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Thanks,
0: Randy. Okay. Ah, that was so cool talking to Randy. Full disclosure, Randy's he's a friend of mine. We uh my son plays in his uh, hockey organization, and he's just a great dude. Lo- I love to talking to him. He's got great stories. So basically you're a name dropper is what you're Total name dropper. Yeah. Well, what's it called? Star What's star- <laughs> but uh yeah. you know, a stay-at-home defenseman like you. Yeah. Those guys are usually boring like you. <laughs> but no, Randy's got great stories. It was cool talking to him. Yeah, it's good. I
2: like doing those shows where I really don't know the person. I never met I mean, him. Yeah. I'm learning new things about him. So no, he's a good guy, very intelligent guy, too. Yeah, he's, he had a good career because he really wasn't that big of a guy, but he was a banger.
0: No, a crash yeah, kid, he man. had to fight. He wasn't necessarily, I mean, he speaks three languages. He's a pretty educated. Know that. Guy. Yeah, he speaks German, French, and English. And That's it, more we, than you and I put together. We were probably, we can, well, you we speak a little Spanish these days, right? <laughs> but yeah, that was a great interview. It was good having Randy on. All right, grasshoppers, thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time.